On today's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, it is a Fairbanks Friday edition of the show where Nick Fairbanks will be joining me after returning home from FLA Live Arena, who he saw the Panthers play in person. We're going to discuss how the Panthers have won three out of the last four games by a final score of 5-1, to one, the return of Sasha Barkov, and how the Florida Panthers just constantly got in transition against the Detroit Red Wings. We're going to discuss this next year on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where's your team every day? Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers Podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez, and you can follow me on Twitter at Monoman12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers Podcast your first listen of the day. Don't forget to also follow the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fancy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Steve Roden, and Locked on NHL prospects. And don't forget to to send in your screenshot of your subscription to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast on YouTube and your five-star rating to at LO underscore FLA Panthers on Twitter or email it to me at LockedOnFLAPanthers at gmail.com for your chance to win two free tickets to the Florida Panthers versus New Jersey Devils game on December 21st. So, Cats fans, the Florida Panthers return home from their West Coast trip where, as we discussed on yesterday's show, that returning home actually returned during the, the daytime. They didn't do an overnight flight from Winnipeg. Didn't do a morning skate. There's still more updates on the Panthers uh, with with uh, as far as the roster. Anton Lundell uh, out again for uh, dealing with a with an illness, left behind in Seattle, and then re- just recently returned home. The Florida Panthers call up Alex Lyon with uh, Spencer Knight uh, dealing with his own illness, and Alexi Heppelniemi being sent down. But returning home, and usually teams have a hard time uh, adjusting after a West Coast trip because of routine. But man, what a show for the Florida Panthers! welcoming the Detroit Red Wings who have won five straight road games and man what what a what a game for the Florida Panthers to to return home and now three out of the last four games the Florida Panthers have won by a final score of five to one in in that span so some great hockey that the Florida Panthers have been have been playing as as of late and a lot of uh different contributors uh this time 13 different Florida Panthers got on the board today as far as uh, points. But let me bring in my guest onto the show. It's a Fairbanks Friday edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. And we have a Nick Fairbanks who just got back from FLA Live Arena, who got to see this dub in person. Nick, how are you feeling about all this? Uh, my voice is uh, probably a little bit raspy, but uh, I'm doing well. And, uh, was a little worried going into this game just because it was uh first game at home after a long uh, road trip and you're playing a team that is uh 
playing above what it was expected, and they took out the you know defending uh, Eastern Conference champions um, in the Tampa Bay Lightning. So didn't know what you were going to get, uh, but very happy with the result nonetheless. Yeah, and of course, uh, with the Tampa Bay Lightning putting a lot of shots on on Detroit in the last uh, period, Billy Huzo standing on his head on on Tuesday, but the the Detroit Red Wings put Alex Nedeljkovic between the pipes uh, for this one, and we we see we saw quite a lot of uh, Alex Nedeljkovic, especially in twenty twenty one, where they were in the same division as uh, Carolina uh, was in the race for the Calder, Calder Trophy. Which which eventually Kirill Kaprizov won uh, that year, but the 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 Panthers the the story of this game was just uh, transition for for this team, just consistently getting uh, their sticks in the in the neutral zone, uh, taking advantage of bad shift changes by the by the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, there's a there's a there's a bad pass from uh, Dominic Kubalik to Ben Sherratt that was like five feet away from him that got. The Panthers on on a rush as well. That there's all different types of rushes for all different types of reasons for for the Florida Panthers, and even quite a few shorthanded opportunities. They got two shorthanded shots on goal of Sasha Barkov and uh, Sam Reinhart uh, were were part of one. And and let's let's get to that. The captain he returned uh, after it was reported. Well, not reported. Uh, Barkov's dad officially confirmed what it, what it was to uh, finish a newspaper about him having pneumonia. And now him coming back, feeling better. And wow, w- was this guy missed? When you talk about the face-offs, back checks, uh, and and just gaining the zone as well. It's great to have number 16 back for the Panthers. You finally have that full, complete 200-foot player back in your lineup that you can trust in any situation. It changes the paradigm of the game, but it also changes how you, uh, I guess, view the game. Um, he was definitely noticeable in every aspect. Um, you know, I did say in our little chat that even in warmups, Barkov looked like he was energized. He was quick. Um, he just looked like he was happy to be back on the ice. So uh, definitely could see that the team was different. And also, you know, he provided the way um, to the 5-1 win tonight. Yeah, and he was uh, and he was responsible for the Etulus-Theranen goal. I mean, when when you saw <laughs> when you saw. Um, Sam Reinhardt gaining the zone. I mean, usually when Barkov's in the ice, all eyes are on him. But in that situation, all eyes were on on Sam Reinhardt. And then gets a a drop pass to Barkov. Get gets to the top of the top of the slot, and then just a uh, wrist one. And then Etulus Theranen gets that that one. That was for the third goal uh, of of the game for for the for the Panthers. I mean, excuse me, second goal of the game mm-hmm. uh, for for the Panthers. And Et- Etu is two away from his from tying his career high in goals. I mean, an, an increased role for 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 Etu Lusterain as, as well. But also the the also what what's great about this was just the the call ups continuing to to just produce. I mean, Chris Tierney he got an assist on Zach Dalpy's goal just the other night in in transition, and then uh, taking taking advantage of a of a bad shift change by the Detroit Red Wings. I mean, Mark Stahl. A, a, a pass from blue line to blue line and then Chris Tierney uh takes care of the rest on on Alex Nadelkovic and it, it's it's been the young guys and the uh, Jacob Wyden said it best he did not have uh Chris Tierney scoring first on his bingo card <laughs> did, did you ha- have it on your bingo card 
I did not. Um, I was expecting another goal from the fourth line, but uh, my money would have been on Zach Delpy again, just because he he just seems like he was a point per per game player, uh, you know, up in Charlotte. So you know, you'd think it he'd be, you know, keeping that role going. But um, I have to say, uh, his Tierney's goal was kind of soft. Uh, Nedeljkovic got beat five hole uh, mm. on the backhand. Um, that's something that Bob might give up and, you know, lose confidence of the team. But, you know, luckily that didn't happen tonight. And, you know, that just is the story of Nadelkovic over the last season or two, just giving up soft goals and uh, not giving his team a chance to win. But um, hats off to the guys that have come up from Charlotte and actually really played a solid uh, couple of games. Um, I know the last game was not the best. Um, you know, but it didn't seem like Florida was completely out of that game, you know, towards the end uh, against Winnipeg. But, you know, they were outplayed for most of it. But tonight, it didn't seem like they were out of place at all. They were forechecking very well. They were uh, plugging up the neutral zone and everything and never gave Detroit really a sniff or a chance of uh, really trying to gain control of this game. So when you have all four lines that are able to succinctly do that, you have a good chance to win. Mm-hmm. And because you were in the, there in person and not listening to the broadcast, the broadcast quite a few times mentioned this looked like the Florida Panthers team uh, of last year. I mean, they were getting in there. They're like we mentioned at the top, getting in transition. I mean, Nick, Nick Cousins, uh, Nick Cousins on that on that goal that eventually uh, Kierstead was right in front of. I, I thought that um, Nick Cousins was going to just take it by himself. And even even as the Panthers were letting the play develop even even then detroit was just getting having a hard time just getting back and that's really what uh had uh matt kirstead uh score that goal and also another thing uh matthew kachuk uh there <laughs> we see we see when when we watch games on bally sports versus espn plus of course the the bally sports guys are seeing everything through the panthers lens all season long so maybe they might not make as many comparisons as far as the rest of the league but of course, when you see ES, ESPN Plus games or TNT or anything, they they have a full picture view and of course comparisons as well. Do you know who leads the league in most passes from behind the net in the NHL? Well, it's got to be either Matthew Tuchuk or somebody who plays on the power play, one of the top power play units. But I'm going to go with Matthew Tuchuk. It, it's Matthew Tuchuk not only on the Panthers but in the in, in the NHL. Mm-hmm. in the whole league That's and another kitchen. and another and another stat was shortest distance that that their goals are scored which was 6.6 feet mm-hmm. and Matthew Kachuk has the shortest distance of his goals from there and that that justifies the trade even more and let, let's just go to his goal. Let's just talk about the beauty about how he just uses his hand. Rasmussen is uh, drawing towards him, but even even then to get it back to his forehand and then just mm-hmm. snap it real real quick before Nindelkovic probably thinking that it was going to be passed and then goes top, top shelf. Oh, man, what a, what a thing of beauty uh, for, for Matthew Kachuk on that goal. Well, for one thing, I was glad I was live tonight because I was definitely not going to take in the ESPN um, commentating tonight. Um, I don't think I would have listened to it. It would have been muted. But uh, that aside, that goal by Matthew to Chuck, um, seeing that live, I thought he was going to pass it for sure. I thought he was going to pull over though because I believe he either had Sam Bennett or he had, um, uh, I think it was for Hagee uh, streaking in. And you just, you know, 
come on, like you, you had the open wing there, but you know what, the fact that he was able to snap it and snap it as quickly as he did over the shoulder of uh, Nadelkovich was a thing of beauty. Um, something that we're not often used to seeing. Um, I mean, the only, there's only maybe a few players, um, if that, that can actually snap it that quickly and with that much accuracy. So um, it was a big goal at that time because um, I believe that was the third goal. If I'm that was thinking, the fifth. That was the fifth. The, it was the fifth goal. Okay. Well, there there was a flurry of goals in that second period. So um, I, judging by how Detroit plays um they were down four to one against an opponent i think maybe less than a week ago or maybe a week ago and they made it a game they scored you know three straight and tied it up um you know judging the way that florida plays that was a big goal um you know whether you want to call it you know highlight worthy or whatever but it literally did separate them from detroit completely and basically shut down the game after that so um hats off to matthew um still really happy with the trade a guy who's been consistent all year long but also you know, he's getting it done in the areas that the Panthers couldn't get it done in the past. And, you know, I'm really excited and I want to see what happens uh, going forward to see, you know, how that pays dividends going, you know, in the future. Absolutely. And we'll we'll talk more of paying dividends and we'll actually talk about the the last four games uh, for, for the Panthers and trying to get a little bit more perspective on on really the, the, this current stretch, even though sometimes they have dropped points. So let, let's take a little bit of a step back and look over the, the macro view of this uh, of this team at, at this moment in time. But first, we're going to tell you all about BetOnline. And BetOnline.net is your number one so- source for all your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football, basketball, soccer, esports, we've got it all at BetOnline. If you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to getting your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Back on this Friday, December 9th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast on this Fairbanks Friday edition of the show where the Florida Panthers are coming off a 5-1 to one victory over the Detroit Red Wings. So, Nick, how big was this win? Like, five straight, five, five straight road games that Detroit was on. Now, the Panthers winning nine of their last ten against the Detroit Red Wings at FLA Live Arena. <laughs> this is, these are, we spoke all preseason, offseason, about how every game in the Atlantic Division is is a four-point swing with Detroit getting better, Buffalo's getting better. I mean, Tage Thompson scored five goals just last night. Incredible. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, Boston having a better-than-expected season. And, of, of course, the Panthers now winning three out of the last four games by a final score of 5-1 to one in each of those games, a plus-12 goal differential in all of them. Of course, mm-hmm. dropped that dud in Paul Maurice's return to Winnipeg after first dealing with the injuries. But what what's what what I I want to get a wellness check out of you. What what are you thinking about the the Panthers uh, through the Western Canadian trip and then first game back home? 
Well, um, first I'll say that the games against Vancouver and Seattle were much needed. They were confidence boosters. Um, you know, I know Vancouver is not the best team and everything, but if you don't beat the teams that you're expected to beat, then you're not better than them. You're, you know, only as good as, you know, the opponents that, you know, you, know, you play. Um, so that was a big win. But I also think the biggest win was Seattle just because that team had been, you know, very hot and they've been playing very solidly. And I think they won their game after Florida. So it, it just goes to show that if, if you put in a team effort and then everybody does their job, you know, this team can win. Um, if you get solid goaltending like you did tonight with Bobrovsky, you can get a win. Um, so I think the players are starting to get it. You're starting to see the team kind of come together and play more um you know gel a little bit more you're seeing more chemistry um I think it took you know Bennett Chuck and Verhage a little bit just to get to know each other as far as like playing on a line together and then you know you had tonight with Barkoff Etu Lois Dorainen and uh who, who else did he play with tonight um trying to remember who the other winger was Reinhardt sorry um you know it just it, it shows that the team is starting to trust who they're paired with who they're going to be playing with and also who they're going to be matched up against. Um, You know, like I said, all four lines tonight played their part. They didn't allow Detroit anything outside of the power play, which I'm going to blame Bob on that one. He should have just loved that puck. It should not have been a rebound, but whatever. It's, it's one goal and you know, he didn't give up anything else. He played a good game, but you just, you see the maturation in this team right now in the system that they're playing. And I think they're really starting to trust the process. Now, what is really going to be important going forward is, are they going to be able to sustain it? playing against the teams within their own division. You said these are all four-point games uh, this season. Detroit's no slouch this season, so they're going to have to continue that again. They're playing them again in January. You know, they're going to have to play Boston a bunch of times. They're going to have to play um, Tampa Bay here soon. So it really show it's really going to show if they actually are buying in and willing to stick with the program rather than get away with it. Get away from it, sorry. Yeah, and it's all – it's – it's little bits at a at 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 a time with this team. I mean, sure, the when you might look at zero for three on the power play for the Panthers, but man, that power play was just constantly like right on the doorstep. I mean, Barkov had a had a great chance right in front. I mean, that hit the crossbar. It was a little bit of a scrambling uh puck for mm-hmm. for the for for the Panthers. I mean, they in in just two of them that just two of them in the first period took a lot of the ice away from. Uh, the Detroit Red Wings. I mean, eight shots on those two power plays as well. And the the third one doesn't really. The, the game was already out of hand, but loved seeing the fourth line getting power play time <laughs> in a, in a blowout as well after getting uh, rewarded. And also honorable mention for Josh Mahura uh, getting on the score sheet. Another which was another uh, which was another goal that was in transition for for the Panthers as well. And they're going to have to rely on this goaltending for at least. I believe it's going to be the next two games uh, for for the Panthers with Spencer Knight dealing with an illness. Uh, unfortunately, they do uh, have a have a back to back, but with with the with with the pan with the Panthers, uh, yeah, you can't outscore all your problems. That's something I mentioned uh, yesterday. But they are finding their ways of of getting uh, their goals via turnovers as well. So that whole starting on the defensive end. It, it, it's kind of starting to like manifest a little bit. It definitely is. And maybe the defensemen are starting to get the picture of transition and everything. I mean, think about it. You have uh, Mark Stahl, who is a newcomer. Uh, you have Kierstad, who's not, you know, he's not a, you know, a stable uh, Florida Panther. You know, he's not, he's not here all the time. And uh, 
I really wish he wasn't wearing number three. Uh, just kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies, but he scored tonight, so good for him. It's his second goal of his NHL career, so hats off to him. But um, I think you're starting to see the defense get a little bit more um, in tune with what they have to do and really trying to push it up to the forwards now to get that transition game going and really trying to catch teams off guard, you know, when they are making line changes. So, um, you know, like I said, maybe the system and maybe the way that they're supposed to be playing is now starting to come together and that everybody's starting to understand that part and learning how to win, um, you know, uh, apart from what, how they did it last year. So um, I'll be honest, um, even with the 5-1 lead going into the third period, I was kind of scared that they were just going to turtle and everything, but it didn't seem like they were doing that. They basically took away the ice still from uh, Detroit and still uh, laid the pressure on them. So um, it was good to see, you know, that part of the game instead of, you know, going to a 1-3-1 uh, stature. Yeah, and uh, you know the, the the Detroit Red Wings as well. I mean, it's still it's still a team that's still like, yeah, they're up and coming, but you're gonna you're gonna they were they were just coming off a a little bit of a of a winning streak as well. So, uh, when whenever it comes to a a team that's towards the end of their road trip and of course still very young. Uh, you're, you're gonna you're definitely gonna have some some bumps on the road and for for them running into Florida who's just felt like they had points that they that a little it felt like they had meat left on the bone from their from their road trip especially the Edmonton game uh mm-hmm. la- last Monday so it, it just it just felt like it just felt like a different vibe coming in especially where I I guess Wednesday was kind of like excuse me Tuesday was like a where all the injuries were just piling on at one time. And it's just like, it, it kind of felt like we were just throwing our hands up. It's like, this is an expected loss for the Panthers. At least that's how I felt coming in. But then you have a few days to just reset as well. And the Panthers, of course, we we can't mention enough. Barkoff being back about how just the, the energy as well uh, of how, of why, of why, they came into they had the jump that they had had Barkov been on that trip the whole time and and they maybe got one more win out of it would we have seen this energy out of the Panthers I don't know no um I'll be honest I saw that team in Winnipeg you know they were outmatched um most of the time that that's a big team that that is a big physical team it's very tough to play um, you know, defensive style against them, especially when you have guys that are 6'3", 6'4", 6'5", forechecking you as well as they were and just playing the body. And then you come home and you feel rejuvenated. Uh, I know it's the opposite. You know, usually that happens that after a long road trip, you usually drop your first game at home. But, you know, perfect timing for Barkov to come back and really give this team a boost, be that first line center and change the complete paradigm of how this team operates. So. Um, you know, I know Paul Maurice took heat for this and everything, but, you know, he did say, you know, he needs Barkoff back and, you know, look, look what happened tonight. Um, you know, I, I, I will give credit where it's due and yes, Barkoff definitely was sorely missed and needed. Um, I don't know anybody who would object to that, but maybe it's because we don't like to make excuses uh, for injuries or injuries as an excuse, but at the same time, that guy is a top five player in the league and probably a top Selkie uh, trophy um, candidate uh, for years to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and 
when when you have when you have a player that change changes the dynamic that much, uh, he he's definitely you you definitely see the difference on the ice whether when he's there and when and when he's not. But we're going to transition to segment number three, where we're going to discuss the weekend for the Panthers. They'll be having a back to back in Tampa Bay and back at FLA Live Arena Sunday against the Seattle Kraken. So we're going to discuss that next here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Third and final segment here on this Friday, December 9th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Nick Fairbanks is back on the show after he experienced a 5-1 to one victory for the Florida Panthers in person at FLA Live Arena. And the first thing I want to get to is... Yeah, the Florida Panthers really protected Sergey Bobrovsky really well tonight. The, um, not a lot of shots around him. Sure, the one goal that he gave up uh, uh, went went through him, and and the Detroit Red Wings were there to uh, clean it up. But with Spencer Knight having an illness, Alex Lyon coming coming back up for the for for the Panthers. I mean, he's won an AHL uh, championship, the Calder Cup. Uh, for the Chicago Wolves of the Carolina Hurricanes organization. But what are the chances that Sergey Bobrovsky starts both of them? Because I think they're fairly high that he starts both of them. So I'll be honest. I think the only way that he starts both of them is if he completely gets um, obliterated in the first game and they pull him for rest. Um, I don't know if he has the ability to play back-to-back games now against um, Tampa Bay. But you know what? I've been wrong before. Uh, I may be wrong again. Actually, I know I'll be wrong again. My wife will tell you that. Um, (laughs) I think he has the ability to do it, but it's really going to depend on how the team plays in front of him. I mean, the fact that they only allowed one goal tonight and they were really playing that puck possession and not allowing a lot of chances, uh, you know, against Detroit. You're not going to get that with Tampa Bay. They have so many weapons. And this, listen, we know this. You know, it's not one player you got to defend against. You have multiple points that you have to, you know, Braden Point as well. <laughs> but mm-hmm. you, you have multiple threats that you have to deal with. And especially on that power play, I, I don't know. Um, they have to play a strong game. They have to play a disciplined game and not let Tampa, like, get under their skin. They have to play a good defensive game and, Really just, they need to bail out Bob. Um, now, if Bob plays really well Saturday and, you know, we have to play again on Sunday, I don't know. Um, you know, it really depends on, you know, how high scoring the game is going to be or if it's going to be low scoring. If it's low scoring, I say roll them out again. If it's going to be high scoring, you know, maybe you put uh, Lion out there. And you see what he's got. I mean, you know, he has experience. He's played in the NHL before. Um, he's been serviceable. Um, you know, there's a reason why Florida did sign him. And, you know, maybe the team will play better in front of him, kind of like what they do um, in front of Spencer Knight. So, you know, I, I could see multiple angles on this one. Mm-hmm. I do think Bob will for sure get the start against Tampa Bay over Alex Lyon. I think that's a given. Um, mm-hmm. But it it just re- it just really depends on on the the amount of shots taken as well it but bob is never going to tell you that he's uh he's he's going to be a tired man out out there he's gonna be like okay i'm good to go the next day 
Um, and of course the Florida Panthers coming off a win just less like less than two weeks after facing these the Kraken in Seattle, now facing them at home on a Sunday, just a little under 24 hours after a a game against the the, the Lightning on a Saturday. A, a very quick trip up the, the Gulf Coast. So we just really depends. Um, and listen, you're not going to get a shutout against these guys. You're uh, against Tampa Bay. I mean, uh, just too many weapons. I mean, Steven Samkos just got point number a thousand just, just mm-hmm. the other day. Victor Hedman, a Norris Trophy winner, Vasilevsky, two-time Stanley Cup champion. Braden Point, one of the fastest skaters, fastest hands as well. Um, just down the middle as well. I mean, th- don't forget, don't forget about diving Nikita Kucherov. Mm-hmm. Like it seems like anytime a stick touches him, he's flying off somewhere and acting like, you know, he's got the plague, you know, I, I just, I can't stand it, but yeah, as you're saying, like they just have multiple weapons and there's no way that you're going to be able to stop them both, maybe just contain or at least limit the amount of chances that they have. So, um, you know, that, that should be the game plan going in. Yeah. And, uh, and and yeah, we uh will the will and the Tampa Bay Lightning they just faced the Preds tonight. I I I, I haven't checked that Let, score since it was two last close. I checked. They were up four to two. Okay, they they won. They won. They ended up winning against the Preds. It was two two at one point, uh, mm-hmm. in, in that game. So they're coming off a win, and let's see if they'll be on the on on a back to back. Uh, as I'm loading their schedule, they will not be on a back to back. So we can expect Vasilevsky uh to be between the pipes for for the Tampa Bay Lightning there and of course we've seen we've seen a lot of Vassy over over the last uh, half de- half decade that's for sure and it's a uh, some good some bad mostly mostly the mostly the latter uh for for the for, for the Panthers in this matchup against the the Tampa Bay Lightning but hey uh, it's a 4:30 game Valley Sports Florida uh and uh ho- hopefully it's a good enough game that we, we see this Florida Panthers team just right back up at FLA live arena and pick up a win against a, a Seattle team that they, uh, that they just uh, beat just a few weeks ago. And Hey, who knows, maybe a, their first uh, three game winning uh, streak of the season, but Nick, uh, any, any last words before we sign off on this Fairbanks Friday edition of the show, because I know you were definitely pumped uh, after that performance in person and, and, I hope that someone else in your household isn't taking this loss too hard. Well, we did leave a couple of minutes early, so I'll take that with what you will. But uh, no, it was just good to see the team put together another full 60 minute, um, you know, effort. I think, um, you know, with this team, you're going to see that more often um, just because I think they're starting to play for each other. They're starting to get it. And I also think that they can't win without having those type of performances. But um you know, Panther fans, keep your heads up. I know that there's been a lot of frustrating losses this year. Um, you know, I know that Winnipeg was frustrating. Um, Edmonton was really frustrating. Calgary was frustrating and everything. But, you know, I, I think the team is starting to turn that corner that we keep, you know, talking about, you know, all their expected goals, um, you know, are starting to come through. They're scoring five goals a game over the last couple of games. You know, I'm not saying it's going to last forever, but, you know, let's enjoy it as it is right now. And, you know, hopefully we can put together a couple of wins this weekend and put ourselves back into a playoff spot and, you know, start to ride that wave. Yeah. And now, now at the updated standings, the Florida Panthers have gone 
to one point, just one point out of a, out of out of a playoff spot as we speak, with uh, the Detroit Red Wings having a game in hand. But the Panthers do have a game in hand on the New York Rangers, so still very much in control of 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 everything right in front of them. And and this is a big weekend with another uh, four point swing type of game on Saturday afternoon against the Tampa Bay Lightning. But Nick, thank you, thank you so much once again for uh, joining me on the show. Tell everybody where they can find you online. Thank you again, Armando, for having me on, and uh, glad it was a uh, Victory Friday edition of the show. But um, you guys can follow me at Prudentia Zero uh, on Twitter. Uh, I'd be very glad for more follows or any kind of retweets or anything, or if you guys just want to talk about the game. I'm here for it, but um, Armando, thank you again for having me on. Absolutely, Nick, and I will see you next week, my friend. Yes, sir. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Stu Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure you listen to today's episode of Locked On Sports Today. Locked On Sports Today gives you a podcast 20 minutes or less covering the entirety of the sports scene with exclusive interviews and the take of the day. Locked On Sports Today, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. So I'm Armando Velez with Nick Fairbanks. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day.